Good morning, and welcome back to another episode of Corinth in Your Car. Um, as Josh mentioned last week, I think we are starting year number two right now. So that's right. And um, I guess happy birthday to Corinth in Your Car, and maybe to you as well if you're listening and it's your birthday. Just so happens to be. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday. We're yeah. uh, we're. Will it be anybody's birthday? It won't anybody. Uh, well, Josh's August, birthday. August fourteenth is, is when uh, this will come out. Yeah, so that's that was yeah. our good friend Lester's birthday. I remember Lester's birthday. Let me look at my calendar. Mm-hmm. So Lester, uh, my sister-in-law, um, a couple others too. Yeah, so. there you go. My I have a brother on August thirteenth, mm-hmm. and a brother on August sixteenth. We go. My youth minister growing up on August thirteenth, mm-hmm. and our friend across the table here is on the twelfth. On the twelfth. So be sure you give him all of the birthday attention that he doesn't want. Um, on Sunday when you see him next, but we'll do a quick check-in and, uh, these are just kind of the, the things that I wrote down for today. I want to hear about something you ate, something you did, something you watched and something you learned. So you can do one at a time and go back and forth, or you can just knock all four of those out of the park right now. See, what's bad is like, I, I know I've eaten this week, (laughs) but it is back. I think I've had, I've had Chick-fil-A twice this week. I think Ah, it's a good week. Yeah. I think it was twice in one day, actually. So I think I did it for lunch and then dinner that day. So you were feeling real good the next day. Oh, yeah. I was actually fine. Okay. Yeah. That didn't bother me one bit. Um, Play. I can't ever bother anybody. No. No. That would be unchristian. It's it's Christian health food. Right. Um, Let me see. Something he did. Um, So Monday night, whenever the storm was rolling in, I was like, hey, Jen. I think we can get nine holes in before this storm hits. <laughs> so we went over there. We got to hole seven. It was, it's a par three over at Bear Creek. And um, the pond right next to it had waves. I mean. Wow. So yeah, It was blowing uh, hard. It was yeah. blowing hard. And Jennifer was like, it is time to go. I was like, but I want to get at least one more. So I think I can finish this hole. I was like, I think we can actually get the other two in after this. She's like, I am done. And so, um, so I did. I parted it. And then. Uh, but it was hilarious. And I was putting, I was putting for birdie cause I, I hit a good tee shot for once and, uh, like leaves are just like flying past me. <laughs> I was actually maybe, hoping maybe that helped your you tee shot is the wind blew it. You were playing till you heard an air horn, right? Exactly. Like you were waiting for the air horn. Yeah. And, uh, so I was actually hoping that the wind was just going to blow my ball in while it was just sitting oh, yeah. there on That'd the green good. and it, a hole I, in one. I could have counted it as a hole in one, right. but yeah. it didn't. That's so. okay. Uh, something I, I we have watched. I don't know. I don't really feel like I've watched a lot this week at all. So can't even answer that question. Um, something that I've learned is don't play golf in a rain in a, <laughs> in a, rain in a thunderstorm. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, because like trees fell on the course. Yeah, like later. Well, you also are holding iron that basically invites uh, lightning. Whatever it's a lightning rod. So, yeah, it's. But he's wearing rubber shoes, so it doesn't rubber matter. sole yeah. shoes on. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. I don't know. And uh, yeah. what what excites me is uh, feed my starving children uh, tomorrow. So yes. hopefully, as yeah, everybody's listening ahead. to this, they had a great time and yeah, and uh, excited that we've sent out one hundred and one thousand meals. Yeah, mm-hmm. love it. Josh, take it away. Four things uh, from this last week, and then what excites you moving forward? Yeah, uh, something something I ate was. Cheesy chicken enchiladas on Monday night. Those were wonderful. Um, something, I, something I did was send my kids back to school, which was also wonderful because I love my kids, but they need rhythm just like we do. And, yeah. uh, and it's good for them to be back. They were really, honestly, very excited. 
something I watched. Um, I'm like Adam. I don't really watch a whole lot. Uh, maybe last week, um, when the kids were still out of school, we finished, uh, the, uh, angel studios has put, put out, um, it's called the wing feather saga, which is actually a series of books by Andrew Peterson as well. Okay. And so we, we finished season one of that little show. Um, it's really good. Cool. Yeah. It's really good. So if you need six episodes for your kids, it's good stuff. Um, something, something I learned. Okay. So I was reading this book, uh, We've referenced it before, the leadership pain. Yeah, and it's a great book. During uh, chapter nine, it was tenacity. It talked about how just as a leader and as a, you know as, as a person, you need tenacity in your life to keep going and to have perseverance. And um, they were talking about marathon runners or long distance athletes and how the common assumption for a while was that in order to push through the pain, you would just kind of suppress it and forget about it and distract yourself when it was super painful. But what they came to find out, find out was the more successful runners didn't distract themselves during the pain. They actually just embraced it, mm-hmm. and uh, that made them made them stronger. And so, just the life lesson of embracing it and uh, letting God use it, um, all that stuff. So, something that excites me ex- excites me. Uh, feed my starving children as well. Um, I guess would would be fun. Our small group gets back together this week too. So yeah, fun. Well, there you go. That, all that sort of stuff. I'll take it real quick. Uh, something I ate, uh, pizza, um, because youth group is back. Yeah, there it's we anonymous. go. <laughs> Eating lots youth of pizza. Group meal. Um, is it even youth group if pizza's no, not there? I don't think so. Uh, it has to be so, Papa John's, the you uh, know, order. I can't, Papa, Papa. I can't eat Papa so, John's anymore. So I like one Papa of, John's. One of the, the reasons that we do Papa John's just about every time is because, believe it or not, it's the only chain that delivers to the church in our area. Um, really? Domino's doesn't. Domino's, Domino's, Domino's doesn't. doesn't. Um, they don't deliver out this way because they're like a weird Pizza Hut in Walnut Grove doesn't. There's a there's a Pizza Hut in Walnut Grove. There used to be. There's not anymore. There's not. It's not down yeah. on the right. No, no it's not. Is Isn't it? that where the donuts went in? Uh, yeah. maybe. I would. I'm actually confusing Pizza Hut and Papa John's. Yeah, Papa John's is Papa John's one. is down That's on the one we use. Yeah. That's the one we use. But like. No other, uh, no other one really delivers to the church, um, and so do they do still one. give the really good deal? Uh, Papa John's gives a good deal to churches. Yeah. I actually used the the Braves deal, and um, the last time I ordered, it was mm-hmm. the every time the Braves win, it's forty four percent off regular menu prices. Oh wow! So that's a uh, lot of savings this season because yeah. they're like leading the league, yeah, right? Like over seventy forty four percent off pizzas. Papa so. John's is looking for the return of the nineteen eighty two Braves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there you go. I've been eating pizza because youth group's back, and I'm excited about that. Uh, something I did, um, I played a lot of disc golf and a lot of pickleball. That was fun. Um, something I watched, I've uh, been watching some clips of First Things First because I'm excited about uh, the football season coming back. And something I learned. Um, I uh, took mental note of what you said on a previous podcast, Adam. And I started listening to um, Dan Carlin's yeah. uh, history stuff. <laughs> so, uh, Which one did you start? I started with uh, his very first ones. Um, it's King of Kings. That's and, the uh, Nebuchadnezzar one. Yeah, right? Nebuchadnezzar. Isn't he goes through Babylon and Assyria and Persia and all that sort of stuff. So I'm on the second King of Kings one right now where he talks a lot about combat. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really, really fun. So learning some, of, some of that stuff. It's, it's crazy. Nuts. Yeah. Like uh, one thing in particular that just like blew me away was talking. He was talking about um, what 
like a you know air a bow and arrow combat would have looked like right like mm-hmm. they probably would have shot at each other long before they would have ever engaged with each other mm-hmm. but just like how many arrows mm-hmm. they could have slung like we're talking like a hundred thousand arrows over the course of 10 minutes right do you pick up the arrows and shoot them right back I mean, I would, I would imagine they would if if they're not they damaged, yeah. yeah, damage or land in somebody, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's just. I was just imagining like what it would look like for ten minutes uh-huh. for just you know a hundred thousand arrows to just be going over and over and over and over again. It's like what ten thousand arrows a a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's so many. Which would be a lot per second correct <laughs> yeah no doubt so it's it's just uh that, that's been fun and fascinating and it's actually adding the the first one a little bit added some historical context for we're we're doing a study uh starting off in youth group through the book of esther and so thinking through empires and all that sort of stuff is mm-hmm. uh, kind of helpful as well as i'm thinking through um the the whole narrative there um something that excites me um football season I'm so excited for football yeah. season. Preseason Fun. starts. I mean, for the Chiefs, it's Sunday this week. Yeah, yeah, so this week we will. Uh, we'll be excited. Uh, let's jump in to the sermon. Then our series is relationship goals uh, with no hashtag. Um, and yesterday uh, was the resolution goal. So week one we started with the priority goal, making sure mm-hmm. that God is our one and that our spouse is our two. Uh, and then yesterday, this week, the resolution goal: how to fight fairly. So let's jump in with a question. Can you guys think of maybe one or two silly fights that you have ever had with your spouse? We don't fight. You don't at all? No, no. Yeah. (laughs) So what's funny is so that we're recording Thursday and you guys both know my notes that I've got like in my my opening, like dumb fight with Jennifer. Uh I still don't know what it is. You still don't know. No. (laughs) And we've been talking about it. And so it may not even end up working its way there because like. Neither one of us can remember the dumb fights, the dumb fights. Yeah. We, we, we struggle. We have obviously had arguments and those kind of things. Um, but um, just because we're super spiritual and it says love keeps no <laughs> record of wrongs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and we there perfectly we do that. Or, or you're just getting old and you can't remember. <laughs> That's things. probably it's just after 20, <laughs> after 23 years. It's like, how do you even keep track of some of that stuff? Yeah. Um, like I'm still struggling to come up with. So the, the closest thing. That I can, um, the the most recent one, and it really wasn't a dumb fight, but like the most recent fight was, um, uh, she was, I didn't know she was getting ready to do her quiet time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was a little late. It was, it was like a Friday, I think is what it was. And so it's our day off. And so um, it's a little later in the morning. And um, I didn't know she was getting ready to do it. She's got a spot in our bedroom. It's a little chair in there and that's where she goes. And so... Um, I just started going into the bedroom and I'm dumping laundry on the bed because it's time to fold. You know, I'm trying to get, you know, some other things going and um, uh, it didn't, it, it doesn't take long. You guys, I mean, you've been married, where is it? Where are you at? 12, 12 September, yeah. even one. Less than two. Yeah. Or one and a half. Um, it doesn't take long to realize you've done something wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so it's like, Okay. She's not happy about something. And um, so anyway, it was just like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I w- obviously, I wasn't trying to, to in- interrupt this, you know, your, your, your time. I mean, like, it's not disrespect or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, that's probably the most recent. And like I said, it's not really a silly one. I mean, but yeah, 
Yeah. That's what you got. That's what I got. There you go. Yesterday was the first kids' day at uh, school, you know? Wow, um, this is recent. Yeah, so it wasn't really <laughs> it wasn't really like a big drag out fight or anything, but it's just, you know, mornings when you're trying to get three kids out the door on the very first day of school and uh I love my wife who is not a morning person either. Um, I'm really the only one that thrives uh, in the early morning hours. <laughs> so, uh, but I also didn't listen. She wanted to take the like first day of school picture. Yep. Um, but I had also heard her say, you know, we got to get out the door at this time for them to be on time to school for her to be on time to school as a teacher and stuff as well. So, um, I was trying to be helpful and I said, all right, kids load up the van. And I had missed it that, um, you know, they didn't take their picture, which is fine. They took an after-school picture on yeah, the first day of school go. in the same clothes, yeah. in the same place they would have. So they worked it out. I apologized pretty quickly in a text message to her uh, on the way to school. Just said, hey, I'm sorry for not listening. And uh, and she responded and said, hey, it's really not that big of a deal. You know, I overreacted as well. And it's okay. We took the picture after school. So that's the most recent one, I guess. Yeah. Um, there you yeah, go. So Those back listen, pictures listen well, man. Listen, listen well. Yeah, no doubt. I, I see, so it's funny, Adam. So I have the least um, tenure in marriage, yeah. but I some somehow um, am kind of thinking along the same lines as you. It's like I know that Tristan and I have had a lot of silly, stupid little tussles back and forth and and whatnot. But I even just I I knew I was going to ask this question in the podcast, so I just texted her um, yesterday, <laughs> and I was like, "What are some of the the silliest and dumbest fights that like we, cause I couldn't remember any. And How long were the three dots on the screen? Yeah, no, uh, not long. <laughs> um, so, so she, she texted back and she's like, I, I don't really know. And then she, she mentioned a couple. Um, I think the one that I think is just kind of the funniest, um, is, uh, this was, this is not long after we, um, this is maybe two or three weeks into our marriage. We had gotten back from the honeymoon and we're, uh, going to bed. And uh, I get under uh, under the covers, and she is in the kitchen, and she comes in uh, with a bag of chips, and like I was just like, Chip, really, like chips in the bed at you know eleven thirty at night? <laughs> what and kind of chips though? This... I don't remember. Okay. Uh, was there pico sort of with them? Because no, she I doesn't would... do pico; it's too spicy. <laughs> um, but like where where my comment was coming from was, it doesn't make sense to me that. Uh, you would have chips in the bed because we didn't really ever do that. Like, you know, like it, I didn't, wasn't trying to slight anything. We didn't do that. Like, like growing we up. We didn't do that growing up. Like there, food <laughs> in the bedrooms and no, no. And, uh, like all that sort of friends, stuff. Man, all right. The like, you food, don't want to get the crummies. I, crumbs in beds are nasty, man. <laughs> so, so that was the, I just like made that comment because of that. And I didn't realize, um, she heard a, an incredibly different thing, um, about like, me criticizing eating habits and eating styles and all that sort <laughs> right. of stuff. Uh, yep. So that was the first time that uh, that my words had caused uh, my wife to, um, to cry uh, in our marriage um, over a bag of chips. And so we, we, we laugh about it now. So she's, she, she typed that one back, and she was like, yeah, you can talk about that one. Hey, there's a good uh, book um, I have. It's called I Said This, You Heard That. So maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. So anyways. Study to do. Yeah. So every time she brings food to the bed now, we just laugh. That's what we do. <laughs> That's right. Dry toast. Oh, Dry toast and so, crackers. Triscuits. Okay. So do you – so when you get into the bed, do you have to sit down first and then wipe your feet off or take the socks off to make sure no I, so, dust gets in the bed sheets too? So 
So I, I wear socks and then I get into bed <laughs> and take them and off, let my feet hang and take my socks off, toss oh them into the hamper Lord. and then swing into bed. There yeah. you go, man. Yep. Learning so much. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I think I'm okay if we stop there <laughs> okay. and go to the next question. <laughs> good. Okay. So um, we are at here. The research has shown uh, that couples who stay together uh, fight fairly with each other. So we'll talk about that more in a minute. But first, I do want to hit, Adam, what you hit on for a minute. Um, before we got to the married people talking about those who might be dating, mm-hmm. um, you gave out some really helpful signs uh, that they aren't the right person. And I don't know, it's Monday, so maybe there were some breakups that happened in the last 24 hours. Hey. Uh, we can only uh, hope. With, Sometimes uh, we I, can only hope, right? Hey, uh, I heard, I think it was you, Josh, um, that said this. Uh, so maybe I'll quote you. Um, There's never been a bad breakup. Every breakup has been a good idea. I didn't say that. You didn't say that? No. Okay, well, I may have credited <laughs> you with that a couple of times. <laughs> but but anyways, the the signs uh, that you shouldn't be date or that you might be dating the wrong person uh, when they don't consistently pursue Jesus, mm-hmm. when those you love don't love who you're dating, mm-hmm. you find it difficult to trust them, mm-hmm. when they're leading you away from Jesus and not closer to Jesus and when you don't experience healthy conflict. So before we get to the marriage stuff and that healthy fighting let's just let's add some context for each one of these for our dating folks and just ask the question what does this look like yeah so if they're not consistently pursuing jesus i mean that's just if you're a christian that's like a no 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 i mean it really is um and it doesn't mean that they have to be the most mature christian or anything like that but it's like is their growth are they are they going after jesus not where they are it's where they're going exactly are they yeah it's a great way to put it there yeah because um you know, like I've heard it said, you don't want to give your heart to them if God doesn't have theirs. Mm, that's good. So, um, so that's that one. Uh, when those you don't, lo- whenever <laughs> those you love don't love the person who you are you're dating, um, this goes all back to wise counsel. Um, you are surrounded with wise counsel around you, and the unfortunate thing is, in a romantic relationship, is that we become blind. Yeah. Um, because um, romance, all that stuff can just make us think things are, mm-hmm. you know, really great about this person. But if there are people in your life, and I'm not just saying like one, but like if there are multiple people in your life that are just sitting there going, especially important people. Mm-hmm. So if you're, you're high school, college age, parents, it's your, <laughs> your, your yeah. parents, um, actually, I guess even if you're a young adult, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. It, as long as you've got healthy parent, a, a healthy relationship with your parents is probably the right, right. way to phrase that. Because yep. well, I, you said people who love you. Yeah. People who are yeah. Yeah. In you know. Corner, you know they're beyond the shadow of a doubt with you. Yeah. Close friends, mentors. If they're all going, really. Hmm. Mm. Okay. All right. Yeah. So we we've thought through this, huh? Um. And so that's 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 a thing. Um. The uh, when you find it difficult to trust them. Um. You know, that's just a, that's a big deal. Um, if you're just like constantly just worried about what they're, they're doing and those kind of things, it's like, why, why are you, what's going on here? Um, if they're leading you away from Jesus instead of closer to Jesus, I mean, that seems fairly obvious. Yeah. I'm, I'm there. And so if they're either pressuring you to do things that you don't want to do, or if you find yourself so focused on them that you're um, distracted from your relationship with Christ, you know, that's, that's not a great thing. And then the conflict one is obviously a, a, a big one yeah. as well. And that's kind of why 
I, I threw that in there. It's like in, in a series on marriage and relationships, it's tough because, um, you know, I know that we're going to have, what, 10%, 15% of, of the people sitting in the room who aren't married. Yeah. Um, either because they're just um, – it, that relationship isn't, hasn't come along the way yet um, or like they're a middle school or a high school student right. and they – they can't because this is right. Georgia, not Alabama, <laughs> and so or Arkansas, whatever, whatever. We're do. But um, so it, it, it's just it's just a, it's just a big thing. It really, really is. And so it's like you just want to make sure that you're you're seeing things uh, clearly. Yeah, Josh, anything to add on this one for our dating people? No, the well, go ahead, Adam. Yeah. Oh no, I, I had something that re- reminded me of. It's like. I think that if you are dating, because um, like I've, I've had conversations with, with people over the years to where it's like, well, I just don't want to give up on this relationship. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, actually, this is the perfect time to give up on this yeah. relationship. Yeah, yeah. You're not in a covenant. Yeah, you're you're not in a covenant, which yeah. we'll talk about in week four of this, this series. It's like, this is the absolutely perfect time to give up on it. Why would you push through it here at this stage whenever... Mm-hmm. You know, this is the time that you can walk away without, you know, causing massive, massive harm, you know, to people. And so it's like, no, actually, it's the perfect time to break up mm-hmm. because you're not married. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I don't know that this was on the list, really, maybe a side tangent point. But um, something that is kind of scary is how how much weight we put into our middle school and high school dating relationships these days mm-hmm. and the uh, proposals absolutely. and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. And we. You know, we end up practicing for divorce a lot yeah. because we have put one of the guards, it was last week, the priority principle, right? Like yep. no human relationship should be that. And so that's just another word of advice is, yeah. man, we, a dating relationship should be a dating relationship. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be that, that deep, you know, like Correct. Um, yeah. until the time is right. As, as you said last week, don't awaken love until the time, mm-hmm. yeah. be, you know, before it's time. Um, but on this list, what I'm thinking of is just what Adam already referenced, the love is blind. Um, that's that's kind of the quote. Yeah. One of the, our, our high school history teacher put a quote on the board every single day of high school from these famous people in history. And that's like the only one I remember. <laughs> that and also uh, absolute power corrupts. No, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Those are the mm-hmm. two quotes I remember. Yeah. But love is blind. It just stuck with me because – when we are head over heels for this person, we end up excusing behaviors. Correct. And on this list, yes. you know, they're not consistently pursuing Jesus. We're like, oh, he's just this or she's right. just or, that. And or even for it. or even for the Christian, um, if if I if I end this relationship, are they going to actually find Jesus? Right. Or are they just going to think that you know yeah, missionary my, dating? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just like, like we said, to avoid tangents and stuff. But um, man, like yeah. especially yeah. with like middle schoolers and high schoolers, like. You mentioned the promposal stuff. Like I roll my eyes more than I've ever rolled my eyes at stuff like that. Yeah. And I'll, I'll just I'll just throw this out here for some parents and for those of you who are listening. I have said this for even before I got here at Corinth. Um, so even when I was in a Bible Bible college, if I was doing youth ministry 25 years ago, mm-hmm. I probably would have encouraged high school students to date. Right. <laughs> I I really would have because they 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 would have been able to at that point before cell phones, before media, before anything like that, when there was a little bit of faster maturing than there is right now, mm-hmm. they might've been ready to handle some sort of relationship um, to kind of learn what this looks like. Um, right now, 
Um, I think it's the worst idea ever for middle school and high school students to date um, because they're just simply not ready for it. It was, uh, Asking a high school student to date uh, is like asking a three-year-old to prepare a three full-course dinner for you. It's just like you can't expect them mm-hmm. to do that well because they're not ready to handle it yet. And that's how, kind of how I feel about um, dating in high school. And all of the high school students disagree with me. And so that's why the point is that – um, while that may be um, strong, wise counsel, it may actually be the best thing. There's also the reality that most of them aren't going to take that advice. Correct. And so it is, how do I start to recognize that I am dating the wrong person? Or right. is this the right person for me to date? Because, like, I, I'm with you. I look at these proposals, and frankly, they went further. Most of these kids go further in their proposals than I did with my proposal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I I just went over to Jennifer's house with a um, box of biscuits and gravy from McDonald's and threw the ring box in there on top of the the biscuit. I was like, you want to get married? I mean. It wasn't in the gravy, right? It was just, not in the gravy because so the gravy was okay. in the container. Everybody gets that confused. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> it's like, no, I just set it in there. It's like, you want to get married? You know, and that's that's what it what it was. And so I watch, you know, some of these proposals, homecoming proposals, whatever. Helicopter you, rental. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> holy moly, you know. But, um. But yeah, it, it's it's tough, and uh, you know, um, I don't I don't envy the students. It's like in many ways they right. do mature much faster, and so they are the most mature, immature people that we've probably seen in yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we don't want to get on that tangent, but just yeah. for me, uh, it was that whole love is blind idea, and so <laughs> like you said, Adam, uh, the people you love, <clears throat> if they don't love, like. Love may be blind, but your friends and family aren't blind. Yeah, right. They do love you, uh, and so we just we got to be careful. If if there's things you see right now, a a ring is not going to fix that, and a marriage is yeah. not going to fix Ooh, it. Amen. It's going to go the opposite way. Yeah, um, they're not going to be more pursuing of Jesus. They're not going to be more responsible. They're not going to be more, you know, in shape. They're not going to be more uh, organized with their money. Uh, it's it's going to go the opposite way. Yeah, it's like I was t- telling my son the other day. It's like there, there are, and I, I've taken this from our good friend Tim Bolin, but there are like four, maybe five pillars that we need to be building. These are great in us, um, and looking for, especially so. Th- from this context, this would be like, what should a guy be building in his yeah, life? Sure. Okay, so like if you're a, a dad of a daughter, this is what you're looking for in the guy. Okay, mm-hmm. um, or if you're a, a young woman, this is what you should be looking for in the guy. So, and if you're a guy, this is what you should be. And building. if you're a guy, this is what you should be building. Yeah. Okay, so these are the four. I've got a fifth pillar, but um, these are the four from Tim are the vocational. So, what what's your plan? How are you going to work to become a provider yep. and help out your family? Uh, there's a physical. Um, how are you taking care of yourself? Are you in shape? Are you healthy? You know, because part of that is an issue of this is how I will be able to provide. Okay. Right. Um, there is an emotional. Have you worked through baggage and any trauma in your past? And um, are you emotionally healthy? And then there's the spiritual, which is are you plugged into a community? Are you serving? How are you going to lead spiritually in your home? Right. And then I would throw in a fifth, and that is the relational. Um, which encompasses a lot of those other four, but the relational is the show me your friends, show me your future thing is who are they, who do they just like gravitate towards hanging out with Yeah. and, and who do you gravitate towards hanging out with? And so those are those, those, uh, just key, key pillars, um, to, uh, to build on. And, yeah. you know, as we're younger, 
Um, if you think about it, like it's their pillars in a, in a lake or a, a river, mm-hmm. they don't have to be mm-hmm. 37 feet up in the air already. Right. It's just like, can you see those even forming below the surface and how are they, how close to the surface are they? So, so they can actually be something that's yeah. built upon. Once again, it's not exactly where you are more as much as where are you headed? What, what direction is your life headed? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. are you building those at all? So, yeah. Cool. All right. Now let's talk about fighting. Let's do it. Uh, rules for the fight between husband and wife from James chapter 1, verses 19 through 20. Um, you must be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. So let's jump in at number one. You must be quick to listen. Two questions I have scribbled down here, uh, and we can add context however we want as we talk through them. Um, but why is being quick to listen so difficult? And uh, how have you grown in this over your years of marriage? Can you repeat that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> love it. I had to. Do, I had to be Josh. Um, why is this difficult? The answer, or at least an answer, to this is because most of us listen, um, looking to respond mm-hmm. instead of to actually hear. Yeah. And so. I think part of what's going on there is that we all are so quick, especially in a, in a tense moment like a fight, mm-hmm. um, to defend or explain mm-hmm. that we are missing the chance to actually hear mm-hmm. the offense that we've committed. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're defensive. And you can, if you want to get down to like the spiritual level, it's because we don't believe in grace enough. <laughs> yeah. You know, because like if we truly believe that every single sin that we've ever committed and will commit is covered by the blood of Jesus, then whenever we do something wrong, we should be the quickest to be like, you know what, I'm sorry. Yeah. And uh, but I think that's probably the the big one is that we are just we're listening with the intent to um, respond. Yeah, I mean, often this this starts to happen in young kids. They just kind of wait till the lips stop moving just so they can say their piece, you know, and we want to defend ourselves quite a bit. Um, how have I grown in this over the years of, of marriage? Um, I don't know that there are specific practices or off the top of my head right now, but I, I think just probably thinking through not just what Sasha says to me, but like maybe how it has made her, how it has made her feel and like really just, I think here's the most practical thing probably is as a man, we always try to fix things. Yeah. Sometimes it is just to listen and say, man, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I, I do understand how, what I did really hurt you Yeah. and I'm, I'm sorry. And then not give an explanation. So I think that specifically is just, you know, um, our wives often want us just to listen. Yeah. So some helpful advice that I've heard, and we don't really do this a lot. Um, but I can see how it'd be really, really helpful sure. is just like, if your wife is explaining something to you, this is part of listening. Yeah. It's just saying, Hey, um, are, I'm listening, but I need to know, are you looking for comfort? Or are you looking for solutions? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so are you actually wanting me to help fix this problem? Cause it's so I'll get my tool belt out and we'll get, we'll go at, we'll go at this thing. Mm-hmm. Or are you just simply saying, I just need you to listen to me. Yeah. Um, other key things to just kind of get better at this is. Um, is just simply repeating what, yeah, what I'm saying. hearing you say is what, what I heard you say is this, am, am I hearing you right? Yeah. And, um, then they get a chance to correct you. 
And it's like, no, what I'm trying to say is this. Like, okay. Come okay. on, man. Yeah, come on, man. You're not listening. <laughs> not what I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying so hard. So I think, I think that's it. And um, validating feelings is important. You know, I can understand. Just taking a couple of I understand why whenever I was dumping laundry on the bed while you were trying to do your quiet time, I understand yeah. why that made you feel disrespected. I understand. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, it wasn't my intent, but I understand completely you're not wrong for feeling that way. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Agree. I have a, a bag of chips in the bed to, mm-hmm. uh, to <laughs> confirm. Sun chips, that, ruffles, that, you know, Fritos. Stuff. I really don't remember. So Tristan. Um, Fritos. Remind me of what chip it he was. Meant, that's just nasty. It, it was more Corn of it. chips. It was, it was probably. Chili cheese Fritos. Chili <laughs> cheese Fritos. <laughs> it, was a chip, it was a chip on her shoulder. Ooh. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm just so actually that's, a, that's something that she, I, I do that to her because now it's just a fun thing. So when we were dating, I Mexican one time tried uh, to do like the pun. I put like a chip on her shoulder. I was like, why do you have a chip on your shoulder? Yeah. And she got so annoyed. Uh, bothered by it bothered. and annoyed by it that I do it every time we go of out course. to Mexican now. And yeah. uh, there was one time that uh, it's your love language. Yeah, we went out. We went out to Mexican <laughs> with her with her mother um, with uh, with Beth. And this is before we were married, I think. So we were going uh, after Mexican to go do some decor shopping or something. And I looked at Beth and I said, watch this. And I snuck like five chips into my pocket and throughout the rest of the night, um, even at uh, like stores and stuff, I would randomly place a chip on her shoulder. And uh, that's that's just super fun. But you got to be quick to listen, uh, not necessarily to uh, think of your response while the other is talking. Um, That's something that I have to be really intentional about um, because I, I do want I do want a solution. Right. Like, you know, I want a solution, not just for her, but also for me, I want to be able to resolve this right away and fix it right away. And so in order to reach that solution, I have to be thinking about what I'm going to be able to say while she's talking. And that's just not helpful. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. it's the slowing down of the mind and being like, okay, listen, 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 listen. And almost the conversation that I have with myself now is uh, get over yourself and listen. Mm-hmm. Get over yourself and yeah. listen. Um, be fully present. Right. So um, love that. The next one, be slow to speak. Um, when we slow down, we become more careful with our words, um, something that I have learned. Um, so uh, you talked through a little bit about this to, uh, yesterday, Adam, but like, what, what sort of words or phrases are we trying to avoid? And what words or phrases are we going to try to use instead as we try to slow down a little bit? Yeah, I think that for me – the and uh, this is what I was pointing out in the message that um, it's really answering two questions before I speak. Does this need to be said? And if yes, does it need to be said now or should it be said later? Sure. Um, because um, my buddy Alan, he always says, people always give me credit for the things I say, but nobody gives me credit for the things I don't say. Yeah. yeah. Um, because that, that really is the key is being able to learn to, to control our tongue is learning when to speak and when not to speak. And so um, just trying to avoid saying things in an inflammatory time. Okay. So I'll go back to our quiet time devotional thing. Sure. Okay? Yeah. Because it, it, it's a really just, it's a really just, I think, good teaching example. So one of the things that um, happens, so I've got my spot in the house. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the desk um, in, the, in the guest room. And so. A lot of times, I don't know how your house works or not, but our mail will end up piling up on our dining room table, okay? Because you just walk in, it's right there, bam, yep. just drop it down, drop it down, drop yeah. it down. Um, Jennifer is 
um, always worried about throwing away something that doesn't need to be thrown away. Sure. And so it's kind of like my job to kind of go through there and make sure it's like, oh, that's not a bill or, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so it'll end up piling up there. But then whenever we're about to have people over or something like that, she wants the dining room clear, understandably. So that's not a bad thing. But what she'll do is she'll take that mail and she'll just drop it right on the desk. Uh-huh. Okay. And so for me, um, it's not a sign of disrespect or anything, but it's a distraction mm-hmm. because so I'm walking in to do my, mm-hmm. my quiet time and then there's a stack of bills. Okay. Does not always put me in the <laughs> strongest frame of mind. Um, for my, my quiet time. And so what I, what I had to do, um, is whenever she was, um, saying, I felt disrespected, you know, cause you weren't honoring my, my quiet time. There was a sinful side of me <laughs> that wanted to go, oh yeah, well, whenever you throw the bills on the desk, it makes me feel like you don't respect my space. Okay. <laughs> yep. But asking myself this question. Should it be said at all? Maybe. Should it be said now? No. Yeah. Because we're in conflict right now, and it will come off as defensive. It will not make things better. It'll make yeah. things worse. So yeah. I waited. Until the podcast. Two weeks. <laughs> uh, we had this conversation earlier yeah. this week. Yeah. You know, because we were, I was talking about this this message and those things with her, and I was like, do you remember any dumb fights? I was like, because all, all thing I remember is this, like, quiet time thing. Yeah. You know, recently. And, um... She's like, yeah, because that was just about feeling. I was like, yeah, you know, like one of the things that, you know, that you do every once in a while that just kind of bothers me mm-hmm. is this. She goes, well, I didn't know that. I'll never do that again. I was like, yeah. I know. I just didn't want to bring it up while we were fighting because it would have made the fight. Uh, yeah. The yeah, fight right. worse. Yeah. And so that is, should it be said now or should it be said, you know, later? We want to, some of those things you just need to work on whenever you're not in the middle of a fight. In the middle of a fight is not the time to like start bringing bring up out. all the other stuff. Yeah. Cause yeah. I think it's your grandparents. Uh, one of my yeah. favorite stories, uh-huh. if you want to tell it, but yeah. I, I love this story. So they were uh, they were fighting about just a bunch of a bunch of things that did not matter. They were going at it, and then it kind of heated up and escalated to finally somebody said, "And furthermore, the bed's not made." <laughs> <laughs> and then they and then they just both broke down laughing, like, "What are we doing? This is ridiculous." Yeah. Furthermore, the bed's not made, so it just became a. You know, just kind of a funny story, a reminder like, hey, we do love each other more than, you know, whatever we're fighting about. And for me, that slow to speak, one of the questions there was, what words are we trying to use instead? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just a really practical tool. Sometimes, I don't think on purpose, but I think sometimes we attach blame to the people when they didn't intend ever to hurt us, like like the stack of mail on a desk. Right. That was not an yeah. intention. So when you talk to Jennifer about that, Instead of saying, hey, why'd you mess up my space? Right. Mm-hmm. It's to just simply use this, this phrase that says, when mm-hmm. there's mail on the desk, you know, it's distracting for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not even attaching you to it. Like when you put the mail on the desk, right. it's, it's just, hey, when there's mail on the desk, yeah. it really is distracting and hard for yeah. me. And so just to have that fill in the blank, when this happens, I feel this way. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a good template to use in your conversations yeah. that's not threatening, that's not mad. It's very thought out and intentional of how we speak so yeah one of the phrases that tristan and i uh try to use before during and after anytime we're in conflict with each other is just is just the phrase um both of us really love each other mm-hmm. so neither of us would intentionally do something to harm the other mm-hmm. right so so tristan 
she may have done something that upset me, mm-hmm. but it, she didn't intentionally seek out doing that thing to, to harm me. Yeah. And I might do something to upset her or say something to upset her, but I did not intentionally do or say that thing to, right. to harm her because we, we do love each other and have a, a healthy relationship. Now I know also that not all marriages uh, look like that either. And that right. there it can become seasons of life where others would do, intentionally do something to harm the other, but in a healthy relationship, when, whenever you're confident that you and your spouse are, are good, um, that's the phrase that's been helpful for us is like, okay, mm-hmm. we're upset. We'll, we'll have this, yeah. you know, little argument and, and conflict and all that sort of stuff. But we just got to remember before, during, and after, uh, if we really love each other, then nothing was ever done out of intention to harm. Yeah. And so I'll throw this in there too, just because I'm in the season of parenting young ones. Um, this is a good word to parents as well. Your kid probably didn't mean to mess up your day. <laughs> like they probably <laughs> didn't wake up. Time. <laughs> your, your, your young child probably didn't wake up with the thought. I know what I'm going to do to really annoy my mom and dad this morning is I'm going to, you know, put on the wrong clothes today because that's really going to irk them. They're probably just a young kid that can't think clearly. And I, I mean, so this is recent for me. I had to, I had to be patient this morning. I'm getting Dominic out of bed and he's eight and first thing in the morning, he's not thinking clearly. I mean, first of all, he's eight, but he's also just woken up. And so when he doesn't want to get dressed or something, it's like, I have some patience for that because you're tired and you might not even know what you're saying right now. So I'm not going to take it in my better moments. I'm not going to take it personally. Right. It's, it's easy to, whether it's a spouse or a child, um, to kind of fill in the blank about the intentions when they probably didn't mean anything by it. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. I love some of those uh, ground rules that you gave uh, Adam in this kind of be slow to speak area. It's the never call names, mm-hmm. um, yep. never raise your voice, never get historical, right? So or hysterical, out, you know, yeah. or hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> uh, never say never or always. So you always do this or you never yeah. do this. Um, never threaten divorce and never quote your pastor. Sorry, you got uh, into. But what it. if you are the pastor? Can you quote yourself? <laughs> um, not said, not a great idea. I said one time, <laughs> not a great idea. If you would probably, listen to me whenever I'm preaching, worse, you, yeah. you would probably have heard me say, yeah. "That's yeah. that's probably not the best." But those are those are really good practical things uh, to keep in mind when you're in the middle of conflict, um, and and all that sort of stuff. So, um, let's go to slow to anger. Mm-hmm. Third one, be slow to anger. Uh, not, I, I I don't know. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but this is kind of the way that I'm hearing this is not never be angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you are, make sure that you get there slowly, yeah, and that you're resolving it quickly, yeah. yeah. Um, so how can how can couples uh, kind of practically resolve anger? Uh, maybe what are some dangers if we don't? Yeah, well, the danger is that you are giving the devil a foothold. I mean, that's Ephesians four, yeah. And so, um, hopefully, don't have to clarify that. Um, that's bad. We we don't want to do that. And so, um. I think really it's just like trying to be as long fused as we can. And I think that that goes back to what we were just saying. I used to, uh, and I, I tell my premarital couples this often and is like, if I could give you any gift, you know, everybody like wants a toaster or a blender or whatever, but if I could actually give you a gift that would actually help your marriage, it's the gift of the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And it's the, the assumption that what you were just saying, that we love each other, they would never do anything intentionally to harm me and, or to upset me. And so that's how we can slow our anger roll is by just giving the benefit of, of the doubt. 
Now, you were saying, now, maybe you're not in a relationship to where you can do that. That's probably because the four horsemen of the apocalypse of your marriage are showing up. Mm, yeah. And so that's a completely different situation. But in a, in a healthy, because we're talking about healthy couples, mm-hmm. what our relationship goal is, is to be a couple who is slow to get angry um, because we have the benefit of the doubt with the other. Yeah. And there's certainly, you know, ways to navigate those when maybe the spouse they are being, as the four horsemen you're talking about, criticizing or showing contempt or def- defensiveness or stonewalling. Mm-hmm. But I'm just thinking, too, about just the words of Jesus when we're interacting with those at odds with us, like our enemies and stuff. Like, he mm-hmm. says things like, turn the other cheek. And that doesn't mean we're a doormat that we get walked over. But there is a certain level of responsibility in relationship that has to rise above the behavior of the other one if mm-hmm. you're a Christ follower. So. Um, what was the question though about slow to anger? <laughs> That's what we started out as. Quick to listen, Josh. Go back to yeah, number one. Go back to that one. Um, no, it's just how, on, how can are we on number three? Though? We are. How can <laughs> how can couples practically uh, just yeah. resolve anger? Right. So I am angry. Um, how do I go about communicating that um, to my spouse effectively and not harmfully? Um, and how can we work towards resolution here? So uh, once again, this was parenting advice given to us from Tim Bolin as well. So another shout out to Tim. Um, but I think it would apply to marriage as well. Uh, you know, kids will often respond and make things a bigger deal than they, than they need to be. And so one of our questions we ask our kids and I, I need to ask myself, I've caught myself, you know, responding too harshly or something. So I've asked myself, it's just, is this a big deal or a little deal? Yep. And the definition of a big deal is, uh, your hair is on fire or a bone is sticking out of your body. And that's when you can freak out. Mm-hmm. That's when you can yell. That's when you can go crazy. If it's not that, it's not a big deal. Yeah. You know, like, and, and so don't make things that are little deals into big deals because it'll just be a downward spiral. All kinds of things will become big deals. So I, that's one way. Um, I think another way is to have have planned ways maybe to share um, how things that were done, how they made you feel. So we talked about withholds or we talked about mm-hmm. the challenge for today. We'll get to the the blessing conversation. Yeah. That's incredible because part of what, you know, here's what can bless me next week. It's, that's a time for correction to say, you know, you can share your plans with me. So I'm not right. finding them out when you get home 30 minutes late. Right. And you should just understand that my job, you know, keeps me late sometimes. It's, no, you have a cell phone. You can, you can text. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's the blessing tool is, hey, next week it would really bless me if you mm-hmm. texted, you know, when you find out that your plans change. Right. So I, I'm not surprised by that because I don't do well with broken expectations. Yeah. So yeah. I think finding the, the ways to have those conversations so you're not um, – Heat of the moment. Yeah. Well, and so it's not piling up. So yep. you're going to explode it later. Yep. If you give uh, frequent release valves, mm-hmm. then the steam isn't building up to explode. It's you know, you're having a conversation frequently. Yeah, and I think a, a big part of what you're describing, Josh, is kind of where we went to in the last part of the application. I mean, that's responding in the spirit, really, because mm-hmm. it's 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 contemplative. It's thinking through things. It's not emotional, mm-hmm. of just like I'm I'm ticked off right now, and so I'm going to let it fly. It's being controlled and under yeah. the control of the spirit instead of under the control of your anger. Yeah, sometimes to be slow to anger, uh, once you're more self aware, uh, maybe sometimes it's good for you to give yourself a timeout. Yeah. <laughs> you know, walk away. But I, and you mentioned this, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Make sure you tell them how, how be long back. it's going to be. Because 
that's another form of punishment. You you can mm-hmm. think, well, I need to walk away and get my space, my head on. And mm-hmm. it's like, but the other, your partner, your spouse does not know. Yeah. That's punishment. Correct. You're just taking yourself away from them. So, yes. yeah. Love that. Um, Adam, you threw out some mention of the four, her, uh, four horsemen. Yeah. Four horsemen. Four horsemen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, criticizing contempt, defensiveness, and stonewalling. Just real quickly, review that one for us and add some context for. Yeah, so this is Dr. John Gottman. He's not a. I don't think he's a believer, but he's like the foremost relationship expert. Um, has been credited that way for years, and he was he is able to um, predict with like a ninety one percent accuracy whether or not a couple's going to get a divorce. And pretty the, good. that's pretty good. These are the four things that show up. And he's like, if I see these things, then I know. Warning flag. These are the thing. Yeah, if all four of them are there, then there's yeah. really an, the, the marriage is probably going to end a divorce. And so um, I thought that they were super insightful. You know, like the difference, the difference between a criticism and a complaint, you know, because complaints are addressing the specific action mm. of a partner, mm-hmm. um, while criticism is about the character of the personality. Mm-hmm. And that's and more so, of the always and never. Yes, it because goes into you're always. always and, yep. You're always late instead yep. of the complaint of, hey, it really embarrassed me when you were late that one time yep. <laughs> or whatever. So. Yeah, contempt is, you know, um, sarcasm, condescension. Um, it's not moving towards reconciliation. It's the eye rolls, all those things. It's disrespectful. Defensiveness is, this isn't about me. This is you. You're, you're the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, I think I heard it, I, I'm 99% sure, 99.5% sure I um originally heard it from andy stanley mm-hmm. talking about the blame pie i use this all the time oh yeah i'm, I'm yeah he said it i think okay so um basically that in the problem if you think of it like a pie graph yeah that um if there's two people then that means there is two, there are two slices of this pie yep and so um a lot of times we want to focus on the part of the pie that the other person has yep yeah but what he would do he's in a counseling session would be say, okay, that's great. He would draw a circle and he would say, so this is the blame pie. I need you to identify your slice of the pie. You can make it as big or as little as you want. Yeah. But you have to identify your part of the problem. And he said, and every time I did it, nobody would ever do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because they knew instinctively that the moment that even if I draw a 1% sliver Mm -hmm. in this, that that's the only thing that I'm really responsible for. That's yeah. the only thing that I can control, and I have to own that and work on that. Mm-hmm. So that's the defensiveness. Stonewalling um, is what guys do. 85% of stonewallers in marriages are husbands, and it's just where they just basically just turn away from all the conflict and from the relationship, and they just disengage. Yeah. And so th- those those are the four horsemen there. Those things start showing up. Um, that is like, okay, you need supernatural help. You pray, 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 pray. God, you got to help this marriage, save our marriage, You know, save us. And then, two, you need to get the natural help that you can. Go start seeing a counselor, get into stuff, and start working through this um, so that you can um, be the 9% and not the 91% yeah. that, that he identifies. Yeah, that's good. So real quick, we'll hit on this at the end. What do we do when we find ourselves in a fight? Yep. Um, not criticize, become contemptful, defend ourselves, or stonewall. Right. But rather... Uh, don't react in emotion, respond mm-hmm. in the spirit, mm-hmm. confront to heal and not to win. Yep. Uh, word for the all of us competitive. Yep. All of uh, us competitors. For sure. um, forgive and apologize and then run towards reconnection. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just 
pick any one of them and maybe give uh, one or two practical or personal examples of how each of these can be achieved. So where are we on our time? All right, let's go to run to, towards reconnection. Because okay. I want to know, do you guys have this with your spouses? So run towards reconnection is it's basically sign language that oh, yeah. every couple has that um, – or every healthy couple, I should say, has that Those basically yeah. once once things are over, that they're like there's like some sort of either verbal clue or cue, <laughs> a physical cue, something of that that's like okay, we're good. Okay, my favorite now, and I, <laughs> Luke, you're 27, so right, and still 27. Yep. Was the guy that said, or the wife that said that her husband will say first the fat boys break up and now this. <laughs> Do you know who the Fat Boys are? No. Okay, all right. I didn't think I so. I grew up on Yo MTV raps, so I don't even know who the Fat Boys are. So. Are you kidding yeah. me? And I'm 37. You guys got to, <laughs> you guys got to look up the Fat Boys, man. Yeah. They were amazing. They had a, a movie called Disorderlies in the 80s, and yeah. uh, it was a so it was a rapping group. Yeah. Um, and they were all heavyset men, and so that's why they call themselves the Fat the Boys. The Fat Boys, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And so I, I just love that. So uh, for me, for us, uh, I was talking to Jen about it. Is um, it's it's a verbal cue um, that it's just like we good now, mm-hmm. but there's also a a physical cue of of a hug or or yeah. something of that. It's just like I'm sorry, you know, we good those kind of mm-hmm. things. So do you guys have those uh, reconnection? Yeah, I th- it's probably more physical for us, mm-hmm. um, like a just a, a long hug, mm-hmm. um, or it could be something where uh, just a handhold that's just reach out and like, mm-hmm. I'm here. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah. Even if no words are spoken. Yep. Um, that's yeah. usually what it is. Yeah. I'm trying to think through, um, what it would be for us. I know that, um, we do kind of take, uh, the advice to not let the sun go down on our anger, which oddly enough, one of our biggest marital conflicts, um, has just been bedtime. <laughs> um, <laughs> because Tristan is not a morning person. She likes to be up and active at night. Um, I am a morning person. I do not like to be up and active at night. Um, and so if we're in conflict, you know, at all, usually we'll be talking about it and in, in bed, like it's Mm -hmm. pillow talk, uh, sometimes whenever we're trying to resolve our conflict. Um, and so I might be upset about the conflict Mm -hmm. and then as the discussion, you're also upset that you're up on, I'm getting more and more angry and upset that I'm up late. You know, it's like, it's, it's one o'clock in the morning. I got to get up at like six o'clock and this is. Now I know my mind is starting to spiral. Yep. Uh, my day tomorrow is going to be hard yes. um, because of how late we've been up um, talking about this. But uh, we always, always, always end every night, whether in conflict or not, um, in prayer. And so whenever we do get to a point, whether we've resolved anything or not, whenever we do get to a point to where we feel comfortable, um, we'll, yeah. we'll end in prayer and then go to sleep. See, so. My grandma gave us the advice, you know, don't let the sun go down. I mean, every grandma gives you that advice. I right. gave her 830 clue, uh, crowd um, last week. I was like, we're going to stop giving that one. And whenever you're on video and, you know, because, you know, they do at weddings. It's like, um, hey, give the happy couple some, some wedding advice or something yeah. like that. It's like, that's what everybody says. Is, don't let the sun go. Resolve all your differences before you go to sleep. It's like, but we, none of us do that. No. Yeah, and so I said, "Here, I'm going to tell you." I'm, that's where I told him to give the pyramid. I was like, "You start giving the pyramid," uh-huh. and I was like, "Then people are going to go, who is that wise person? You know, that just gave us the best wedding advice ever." But um, <laughs> anyway, uh, we, like um, a couple friend of ours, uh, the the husband was explaining to me that 
um, they they were same way. And the wife's like, no, we got to we got to get to this. We got to get this. We got to get this done before we go to sleep. We're not going to let the sun go down on our anger. And they had an outside um, source basically come and say to them, it's like, okay, I understand what you're trying to do. But let me ask this question. Um, is 2 a.m. him really the best version of the person to be talking to about this problem? Right. right. And she was like, no. <laughs> is 2 a.m. you the best version to be talking about this problem? Yeah. No. Okay. So the the idea of not letting the sun go down on our anger is basically we just want to make sure that it's it doesn't stay unresolved. Right. Sometimes the best advice is go to sleep. Get a good night's sleep, yeah. yeah. And in the morning, you'll either go, what were we upset about? Yeah. Or you'll go, hey, had some time to sleep. I've had my coffee now. Um, we can kind of, you know, when do you want to kind of bring this back? Re-engage up? in this. When do you yeah, that's one of the practical lessons we've learned through the years. Cause I was always more prone to, I want to deal with this now. I'm a yeah. verbal processor. So I, I process out loud. Um, Sasha is not. So there's been a give and take where, um, I've learned to wait longer for her mm-hmm. to get the right words. And she's learned to start it quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, get words out there, even if they're not fully formed yet yeah Mm -hmm. um but it's it's really helped us to know each other and know how we process so there's been some nights where you know we go to sleep and we're still not necessarily happy with each other but we love each other it's the next day you know so yeah yeah the 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 story i always tell with that uh is growing up i was trying to be the spiritual spiritual brother (laughs) and my sister and i were fighting like hardcore fighting we were both in our rooms like doors slamming and stuff <clears throat> so I wrote her a note. Have you heard this one? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I wrote her a note and um, slid it under her door and said, the sun, don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. She crumples it up, marches back across, throws it in my face and shouts, the sun's already down. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, I love it. Uh, bottom line from yesterday, don't fight against each other, but fight against the enemy who is really the one trying to ruin some things. And fight for your marriage. Love that. And then gave out the, the challenge to use the blessing tool this week. Yeah. Um, so uh, explain that one. Uh, and this is this is really good. Yeah. This is really yeah. good. So um, it is just say to your spouse, here are three ways that you bless me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can make it into a time frame of like in the past week, um, uh, which would probably be helpful on the uh, second side of it. But Or you can just say in general, mm-hmm. here, yeah. here are three ways that you bless me. And then the, the the other part of it is, and what are three ways that I can be a better, a bigger blessing to you in, in the in the week ahead or in the days ahead? Right. And so it's just having that conversation. Jen and I, we did the first half of it on our way into work today, you know, and just like, here's how you bless me. And so uh, we got to do the second half at some point. <laughs> on the way home. Yeah. <laughs> on the way home. I would, I would encourage uh, this. I, I scribbled this in the notes. I don't know if you're going to say anything about it Sunday, but. If if you and your wife haven't been on a date in a long time, um, get a babysitter and go on a date uh, this oh, week. Absolutely, um, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe use that environment for this conversation uh, as well. Um, kind of maybe traveling to and traveling from dinner or something like that. Um, you know, it it'll be really really helpful I think for you guys. So get a sitter and go on a date and use the blessing tool. Invest in your marriage. Yep, absolutely. Even if that investment is a Taco Bell date. Exactly. Um, it is a date, and that's good. And Taco Bell is not good. Is pretty good. Mm. Pretty good. Mm. Not great. There's a, uh, just speaking of resources, Mike and uh, Jennifer Foster, 
they have um, all kinds of resources for re relationships and stuff. And one of them is actually like five dates to book. Um, I think they have a website and stuff too. Yeah, five-dates.co. Five um, some resources there if uh, y'all are looking for some, some fun stuff. Five-dates.co. There's some uh, Christian couples, uh, like a Christian uh, ministry here. So anyway, good stuff. Yep. Love it. All right, we'll do. Uh, we'll wrap it up there for today. Good conversation. There's so much content in all of this, and so um, it's just really, really helpful. So um, if at any point you need to kind of hit the rewind button and go back and be like, hey, what was that advice for like what we're going to not do in a fight or something right. like that, go do that. It's going to be super helpful for you guys and for us as well, uh, speaking into the microphones to, to take this content and uh, begin to apply it into our relationships as we fight healthily. Um, we're not going to fight right now. We're going to wrap up by playing kind of a, a similar version of the newlywed game um, for the two of you to play um, wow. together. So I'm just going <laughs> to throw about out each other or about our own yeah, I don't know. It's no, it's about, <laughs> it's about each other. And really it's not even newlywed. It's just a, a question. Uh, I'm going to throw out a question and we've done this before. I think mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a countdown and you guys are going to have to oh, try man. to say the same oh, thing. Dear. So yeah. bank of America. <laughs> All right. Okay. I was going to say we, All right. First one, first one is what is the most popular color? Three, two, one. Blue. Oh, Adam. Oh, I wasn't even ready, man. Holy cow. That was a quick three, two, one. Yeah. That was like a third of a second. Blue. Point. Got it. <laughs> what is the most popular pizza topping? Pepperoni. Three, two, one. Anchovies. Pepperoni. Oh, no, yeah. Pepperoni. No, absolutely. Yeah. What is the most popular ice cream flavor? Three, two, one. Vanilla. Ah, not there. What is it? There's no answer. It's just... Oh, we're, you guys are just. Oh, kidding. okay. So we're not even yeah. trying to win. Okay. Well, winning is agreeing. <laughs> Whatever. Winning is it's agreeing. It's like marriage. You yeah. win when you're together. And right. Yeah, yeah. So what's the most popular cereal? Three, two, one. Captain Crunch. Ah, there we go. I laughed because we did this with the middle schoolers on Sunday night. Okay. And like Cheerios won. And I was. Yeah. Cheerios? Like, Cheerios? Are you are sixth, gross. seventh, and eighth graders struggling with cholesterol right now? Because why <laughs> do you know about Cheerios? Uh, who is the most popular Disney villain? Oh, Three, gosh. two, one. Jafar <laughs> is the only one I can oh, even think Latin of. It's a classic, yeah. Darth Vader would be what I would That is say. not a Disney. It's that Disney. is not a Disney. You got it, man. It's Disney. That is not a Disney. What is the Just most stop. popular book series? Three, two, one. Harry Lord Potter. Okay. Ooh, close. <laughs> Harry Potter, I think I sold more. But Who is uh, the most popular superhero? Three, two, one. Iron Superman. Man. Not there. No. What is the most popular pet? Three, two, one. Dog. Oh, okay. What is the most popular condiment? Three, two, one. Ketchup. Ketchup. What is the most popular sandwich? Three, two, one. Turkey. Ham and cheese. Yeah. That was close. That was close. Yeah. Just different deli meat. Uh, what is the most popular fast food restaurant? Three, two, one. Chick-fil-A. Chick what is the most popular sport in America? Three, two, one. Football. Football. What is the most popular author in our Next Steps resource room? Three, two, one. Oh, wow. One. Killer? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Keller, we have so lots of Keller. Yeah. Lots of, I, I was looking at this little shelf right here whenever I asked that. Yeah, Mark Moore. Like, Algram, maybe Moore. they'll say Mark Moore. I don't know. Mm. Uh, okay, cool. We'll wrap it up there. You guys did a pretty good job, and we're ending with some uh, fun stuff there. Really, really fun series so far. I uh, hope that it's been a blessing to you guys and to your marriages. Um, and we will be back with part three. Uh, so do we have a, a title to throw at that one? So we've done the uh, 
Let's see. The priority goal and the res- resolution goal. I think, if I remember right, next week is the pursuit goal. The pursuit yeah, goal. Right. Um, so that's right. That's what it seems like. Which pursuit? Like $100? Pursuit? Pursuit. Pursuit. Yes. How, much, how much pursuit? Rent, rental from Men's Warehouse or something? Yeah. Uh, it'd be more than that. Yeah, it's, it, it, <laughs> yeah. It's the it's the pursue pursuit. each other. Yes, to pursue, pursue each other. One another. Yep. Good. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up there um, and see you for week number three here in person on Sunday and back in digital form of audio, otherwise known as podcasting, uh, for week three. We love you guys and hope you have a great week. <laughs>